Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. say that season two is going to be absolutely incredible because in season two i have a co-host co-host say hello hello that's caroline she's now my co-host so season two of shareable is going to be a little bit different we're still talking about people and technology but we're going to go a little bit deeper a master class so grab your favorite pen and your favorite piece of paper and get ready to take some notes because this is shareable what up Shareable listeners, we are back, and today I have with me Zvi Band from Contactually. Zvi, tell everyone about you. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm so happy to be on this podcast, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of Contactually. Um, background is I'm actually a software developer by trade and um, a pretty introverted guy, or at least used to be pretty introverted. So the fact that I'm here talking to you, Jeff, right now uh, – 18 year old me would think I'm crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, uh, I I think it's really cool uh, to be talking with a former introvert because um, really introverted people, I, I don't know how to read them. So I think a discussion for you and I should have for another day is, is how should I talk to an introvert? Because as a blaring extrovert, I think I, I'm kind of like a stick of dynamite for an introverted person. <laughs> Absolutely, I can't. I can't argue with that. You know, I remember uh, being, and even sometimes today, yeah, I'm still. You know, when I you meet someone who's just like bursting with energy, shake your hand, really excited. You know, even me sometimes, I just kind of like clam up inside. I'm like, uh, uh, uh oh, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you know you would be co-founder and CEO of a company that is. Uh, software built for relationships and maintaining them. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you here today is really to talk about those sort of things. So um, I already have in mind a title for this episode, but talk to me a little bit about today who we're going to be helping and what you're going to talk about that will provide some value for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I honestly believe that Contactually, or at least the ideas behind Contactually, the the concept of relationship marketing, is so pervasive that every professional um, can and should benefit it from some way. Um, and we'll get into that why in a second. But really dr- drilling into it, I would say it's anyone who can directly tie their ability to their ability to build and maintain relationships with their professional growth. So if you're a real estate agent, you know, um, you know, referrals are 90% of your business. If you're a lawyer, repeat business is the key. If you're an accountant, you want to work with people year after year after year. If you're a consultant, you know, it's much cheaper to work with an existing client or a past client than it is to go out and try and kind of, you know, pound the ground to, uh, to get a new client. Um, so we in general help anyone who knows that relationships are their most important asset and they need to grow that asset. Absolutely. And and I wouldn't still be in business if it weren't for my relationships. And you know, full disclosure to all of my listeners, 
you know, one of the reasons I invited Zvi to be on the show is that I am a contactually user. True Voice Media is a contactually partner. Uh, this is not a commercial for contactually, but given the way that the CRM is laid out, I thought it would be really smart to bring Zvi on to talk about this idea of managing relationships in a smarter way, because I find that the the way that the software is laid out is very intelligent for that. So while this isn't a commercial for Contactually, we are going to be talking a little bit about CRMs and how they help you manage relationships and grow your business. Um, so, you know, if at any point we're talking specifically about the way it's done in Contactually, the, the concepts can be applied more broadly to other CRMs. Um, I just personally, uh, you know, full disclosure as a user, happen to think Contactually does it really well. So that's part of the reason, you know, I think Zvi, uh, it's really great to have you on the show to talk about this. So I want yeah, to get- Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's, that's, a, that's the important thing, right? Because I believe, you know, uh, business tasks get solved with a combination of people, processes and technology right and can actually we're only part of that right and I, I think a lot of the ideas in contactually can be done like in, in an excel spreadsheet or a, a stack of business cards on your desk or a piece of paper now yeah of course technology makes it a lot easier and makes it possible for sure but uh you know I, I always say you know if for someone just getting started hey Maybe don't necessarily jump into Contactually right away. Maybe try doing this with an Excel spreadsheet. And if you're able to do it really well with that, then move to software. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Uh, and ha- as someone who has tried a number of different systems, uh, I-, I can agree that technology does make it easier. And it's funny that you mentioned those three because we see those as the three pillars that prop up social media and content marketing in an organization are people, technology, and process. And if you don't have one of those legs of the, the table, it's pretty much going to fall over. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So before we dive too deeply, and I know, uh, you know, I asked you to come on so we could talk kind of step by step about how one goes about managing their business and relationships. But let's start with some misconceptions, because I think a lot of people hear CRM. And there's there's one company in particular that they're going to think of as soon as you say those three letters. But beyond that, I think they have an idea in their head of what CRM is. So let's start with kind of a a two prong question, which is how what do you see a CRM as? And then what do you think is a common misconception? or something that people get wrong when they try to approach, you know, selecting a CRM or implementing one or just one of the kind of common stumbling blocks? Yeah, absolutely. So CRM, um, you know, typically being translated as customer relationship management, you know, is a vast, vast, vast ecosystem of tools. Um, In general, it's anything that helps the engagement between a business or professional and their customer. Um, so that can you know that can be help desk software. It can be sales transaction management software. It could be uh, contact management. Tip like technically like you know, if you think about the broader version of a broader definition of CRM, um, your address book you know, on your iPhone. Um, that's that's a CRM. You know, that's where you're tracking all of your relationships and tracking communication with them. So it, it is a pretty, pretty broad um, way. And obviously within that, there are different, there are different types. There was ones focused on help desk. There's ones focused on sales transactions. There might be one focused on fundraising, um, one focused on donations, um, and others focused on relationships. So I think um... – there's there's a way that at least in my world so you know I have a social media and content marketing agency as you know outside of this uh, podcast but what I found is a lot of the um, 
clients that we work with will kind of select a CRM almost like as if it's out of a hat, right? Like, oh, I've heard this name before. That's the CRM we'll use. And, and I'm sure that, you know, even you would admit that Contactually isn't the right software for everyone, but for a very, you know, specific use case, it's probably the best piece of software out there. What are some of the things that you think are, um, are, are ways that people go about selecting a CRM that maybe are less effective than the way they could do it? So how would you recommend someone go into selecting a CRM? Yeah, absolutely. I would look at like, first off, what are your business goals? What are you trying to achieve or what do you need to do in order to achieve those business goals and then be able to build software, build software around that. So for example, if you're in a business that is getting a lot of leads and you're in a high volume, low transaction value sales environment where there's a lot of leads coming in, there are a lot of different details and sales to process. That's where you want to be able to manage the workflow for you and your team and gain overarching reporting. You'd want to use something like Sugar CRM or Salesforce, right? Um, when you're trying to manage a transaction from point A to point B, you use Salesforce. Um, if your customers are coming to you with lots of questions and you're trying to manage all their quests that are coming from them, that's where you might want to use a help desk software like Zendesk. Um, if what matters for you is, hey, I have maybe three to 500 relationships um, and these are the most important people they can, they may buy from me again and it's, you know, and it's a high enough price that it's worth staying in touch with them. Uh, they may refer me to other people or maybe I will meet someone and they're not ready to transact with me for the next, let's say six to nine months. And so what matters for me is that I stay in touch with them. That's where more relationship oriented CRMs like Contactually can add a lot of value. So it's really understanding your business because you're right. Like I've seen too many people come in and try and use like Salesforce to manage like to manage uh, their relationship management process. Um, so I don't uh, I don't necessarily recommend that. Um, but at the same time, we also see people who come in with Contactually and say, all right, cool. Um, so I get like 3000 leads a month and they come in. Um, how can I manage all of my workflows? And we're like, well, that's, you could theoretically do that in contactually, but we're not the right tool for that. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I, and, and, um, I completely agree with that. And as, uh, again, as a user of contactually, I think it, it's very clear that there's a, an amazing use case for this. And the, the way you've just laid it out that like the, the, the 3,000 leads a month Salesforce type, that's not going to be what's going to work best with Contactually. So actually where I want to go with this and, and where I want to, you know, kind of let you take us through it a bit absolutely, is, uh, is in the relationship side of things. So one of the things that I found a lot of value in our own use of Contactually is just the sheer number of relationships that we've been able to maintain, the ability to see our uh, contacts in kind of the groupings that they exist in and to visualize and see where people are in a pipeline process. Um, there are a number of different time-saving things that you've built in Contactually. And again, while I don't really want to look at it specifically 
through the lens of like, how does it, how have you done it in contextually, but more like, what is the value of doing certain things like grouping contacts or building out templates or any of those sort of things? So I want to walk through a little bit about how you envision and how you came to have this sort of flow of maintaining relationships. So what do you think are some of the starting points for, you know, if you were to set up a system like a contactually or like a relationship management software, what would be some of the starting points for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's kind of take a step back first, Jeff, if it's okay. And yeah. let's understand the problem, right? What is the problem we're trying to solve, right? And so if we're in a relationship-driven business, um, meaning that our ability to grow our business, our ability to put food on the table, our ability to survive relies on not the kindness of others, but making sure that, um, but getting referrals, getting repeat business, um, you know, handling long-term sales opportunities, you know, people that may not be willing to work with you for a year or two. Um, the core problem that we need to solve is we're human beings and human beings forget, right? Yes. You forget people. You know, I don't, I, I, right now, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast yesterday morning, right? If I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday morning, how am I going to remember who I met with last week? Yep. And more importantly, how am I going to remember that the person or how is the person who I met with last week going to remember me, right? So there's the time decay of memory and more importantly, the time decay of relationships. And, you know, if, you know, Jeff and I, like, obviously we're close if you and I just stop talking um, and we forgot about each other, okay, like it's not the complete end of the world. But let's say I'm a real estate agent and you're one of my clients and you close on a house and then I never speak to you again. Well, five years down the line when lo you're looking to sell, are you going to remember me? Are you going to remember like that I had a really good working relationship with you? Um, the stat out there, for example, related to real estate agents is a uh, 88% of buyers, you know, 88% of homeowners say at the time of closing, they would work with their agent again. But when it comes time to actually buy or sell a home again, only 12% of those people actually work with their same agent, which is terrifying. That That's such a big drop, right? And so that's to me is like the stark realization that we lose touch with people and then therefore the most important thing we can do to stay in touch with people is to stay top of mind is to be touching base with them every six months be take them out to coffee every quarter be sending them a note um be interested in their life be commenting on their social media right to make sure that they remember who you are Remember the value of that relationship, that you're someone that they want to work with again, that they want to stay in touch with. And so if we believe that we need to solve that problem with certain people, then we can kind of get into the steps. Does that make sense, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it kind of goes back to if you don't value relationships in the first place, a CRM isn't really going to help you. But if you recognize that keeping in touch with people and that those you've done business with, those that you're friends with, and that being generous and connected with people is going to pay off in the long run, then it makes sense for you to have a system or a technology or even just a process that you go through. 
Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, you're right. Like you might be someone who you know, whose role doesn't intent doesn't require you staying in touch with people, right? You can of course you know identify other areas where relationships might be helpful, like stay in touch with you know past people, you know past contacts for a new job or something like that. But like you know there might be roles where you know the individual a lot of the individual relationships you're dealing with don't qualify as someone you need to stay in touch with. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do decide to do that, um, there are three steps that we can walk through today. There's aggregate, prioritize, and then act. Um, and so that first step is the, uh, the first step is aggregation. Um, you know, obviously like Jeff, how many emails, email addresses do you have? Oh, Jesus. It, it, it's preposterous. It's thousands, thousands right? upon thousands. And like, obviously, like, yo, you and I may remember, like, our parents or grandparents, like, had that paper Rolodex. Yeah, um, the black that paper book. Rolodex really had, like, ev- literally everyone they know, like, your aunt was in there, and the plumber was in there, um, and a lot of their clients were in there, right? That was, like, everything. That, that doesn't happen anymore, right? You know, we've got so many different channels, e- different email addresses, um, different phone numbers, uh, social media accounts. We have so many ways to interact with people. And so figuring out who you know is actually a lot of work. And so I say, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to get all of your contacts into one place. Now, of course, you could use an Excel spreadsheet, open it up, type in every, every single person you know, um, and kind of really rack your brain for that. Uh, export your LinkedIn contacts, you know, kind of add that in. Um, we say this is an area where tools like Contactually could be helpful because, for example, we are automatically pulling your email conversations, calendar, phone call, text message, social media accounts, right? We can pull all into one place. But the first thing you have to do is just get everyone into the same pool because you have to know who you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I actually would uh, just in my own experience say that that is the most difficult step just because it's the largest amount of data to really sort through. Once you've got everyone aggregated and grouped and everything, it becomes a lot easier because you at least have the ability to then look within that and prioritize, which is the next step. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, as far as that kind of aggregation thing, you know, any kind of tips going into that of things that um, you know, people could do to make that process a little easier for themselves or to, um, you know, I think just on my side, it would, it would sound like to me that the best thing to do is again, start with your business goals. That is thinking about what are the different groups of people that you want to make sure you stay in touch with, because you could easily go through your brain and think about people you went to high school with and you went, went to college with, and maybe we're in a fraternity or sorority with, but that might not be valuable to your business. And again, we're in that kind of business growth and, and, um, you know, business value discussion. So, you know, my suggestion would probably be a start with what are your business goals and think about the groups that are relevant, relevant to that. Any other tips about kind of going into the aggregation stage? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, and you kind of, you know, and your, you know, your point kind of blended into the whole, uh, into the next step where we talk about prioritization, right? Because if you're relying on technology to automatically pull in relationships, you know, Tools, you know, tools like ours, you know, we're smart. We just pull in everything, you know, everything we can find, all of your personal contacts, all of your professional contacts, everyone to the same pool. Um, so that's, that's kind of, yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. If you're not, then you kind of, if you're not and you're doing it yourself, that's fine. That's where you kind of, you know, need to blend in the next step, which is prioritization, right? 
because the one of the hardest things that people have to get around is that it's really important that we that we make sure and realize that not everyone is as important as others. And so it is starting off by understanding, you know, what are your business goals for, let's say, the next year or two. Um, understanding the types of people that can help with those business goals and then focusing on those, right? Um, and that's where, you know, if you're, you know, if you're using software that has already pulled in your relationships, that that's where you then, you know, prioritize or categorize those right relationships. Um, and then if you're, um, and then if you're doing it yourself, well, that's where it may make sense to just, you know, to start and write down, okay, um, I know one of my goals is I want to raise a round of capital. One of the things I need to do to raise a round of capital is to stay in touch with prospective investors. Okay, who are all the prospective investors who I know, right? And that's where you want to write that down or categorize those. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So after you've aggregated people, you've kind of prioritized and organized them, what happens next? You said the next piece is act, and I'm sure this is where the real magic happens. Yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, I think how many times like have we thought either thought of someone and you know then forgotten to reach out to them like you know you're like in the shower you're walking to work you're like oh man i i should talk to john um I, it's been it's been a little while and then you just don't for whatever reason like you're saying oh i'll do it when i get to work and then you kind of forget about it um and because you thought about 10 other people by then um or you're sitting there and you're about to write a message to john and you realize oh my God, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with that person. Um, and our emphasis, and I would push everyone to, is no matter what, add value. Um, and I think we have to realize that sometimes adding value is just saying hi, right? Um, I love getting emails from people that I know and people from my past because it tells me and I get that little hit of dopamine, right? It tells me that, oh, that person cares about me. Or literally, even if it was 30 seconds, that person was thinking about me, that person wants to know how I'm doing. That alone is a valuable experience that you're able to give to people, just showing that you care to them. Um, I would say even if you automate that to a certain extent, it even still shows that you care enough to put people in that automation sequence. And I don't mean that like a crappy marketer way of automating, but I mean more like even if you set up a system for yourself that reminds you like, hey, I got to check in with a good friend of mine or with somebody just to see how they're doing. Even if it's like a template that you've used or whatever, you're still adding them to that small group of people that you're giving that time and attention to to keep up with. Yep, absolutely, right, and that that is and that is okay, right? You know, and because email templates, right? You know, dropping an email template. What matters is the experience and the feeling that you're delivering to that person, um, and showing that you care about them. And so it's okay that, like, if you're like, you know, saving a few minutes of time, saying, "Oh, you know what? I want to say this to this person." You know, it's not like you know, actually like clicking the keys on the keyboard is adding value in any way. Yep. You know, just having an email template ready to go that you can drop in. That's completely okay. Um, or knowing that there's a sequence of emails that you want to send to that person. That's okay. Um, but I always push people saying, all right, once you have that down, 
Like, let's really think about what are the ways that you can add value to that relationship. And that's where prioritization comes in too, right? Because if, you know, we think that this person is most likely going to result in a, a really big contract, you know, over the next, uh, let's say two years, um, I might like, let's say, be willing to, you know, um, sit down with them for coffee, invite them to a basketball game, um, you know, buy them a really nice gift uh, around the holidays or something like that. You know, there are opportunities like that for sure. Um, and then people who, let's say, are less important, we have to realize that some relationships are less important. You know, they may just get a, a handwritten card from me or just get that like, you know, that template email saying, hey, checking in, how are you doing? Um, so I think we have to be able to, you know, um, control how much value we're adding, but it is really important to make sure that we are adding value in every experience and not simply asking for things. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I've, I've seen just in terms of moving from, um, a non-technology based solution to a technology based solution and having gone through different permutations, I found that the more relationships that I can maintain, the more people I can touch on a regular basis and the more I can use those systems to do a lot of that heavy lifting of reminding me what, what is the window of time I need to follow up or check in with people and then making sure to, you know, to the email template point, I look at that more as doing 80% of the work. So I'm always going to actually write the email and, and add in some personalization to it and check in with people. But there's a certain group of things that I find myself saying over and over and over to check in with people or to like, you know, send them a certain type of article or, or certain shticks about explaining a concept to people that I just template and then I add to it so that when I need to tell someone those things, I can just pull out the template. So I've found though that the, um, it, it's that, little bit of um, arbitrage between doing it completely manually and doing it automated that allows me to reach, you know, exponentially more people that has actually led to more business and more referrals over time. So that's kind of my endorsement for using some sort of a system. Um, and, and I think that even with the amount of time that you put into the aggregation and prioritization, I've found that that's always been totally worth it. Although that's the, that's the real challenge at, uh, when you, when you do those activities. And it's worth talking a little bit about kind of why, we should be investing as much time into saving time as possible, right? Um, because the hardest thing about relationship marketing, right? The hardest thing about networking and following up, um, as you know, Jeff, it's not about the actual act, right? It's not like writing an email is that hard. Um, it's not like taking someone out to coffee is that much of a burden on us. What really matters and what's re where people really fall short on, myself included, is it's something that takes years of relationship building. You know, I, 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 we have one of our investors who I've been staying in touch with on and off for like seven years, right? Um, I have clients who I've worked with for years and some, some of them, you know, it took two years before, you know, I made a dollar out of them and that's okay. Um, so the important thing is that you, you, know, you maintain that consistency over years and years and years and years. Um, and the problem is, is that, well, we're, we're, we as human beings, we're wired to think short term. We're wired for that short term value. Um, you know, I, I, you know, all of us should go to the gym every day, um, and not eat Cheetos, but you know, a lot of us eat Cheetos, right? Because they are delicious. 
it makes us feel good right then, right? I kind of want Cheetos right after this, even though it's 11 in the morning. Um, so the problem is, is that it, it requires that long-term focus. And when you, if you do the research and if you follow um, researchers who focus on habit and consistency, one of the things that they always emphasize is the actual action, the actual tasks that you need to do needs to be as low friction as possible. So the harder you make it for yourself, the less likely you are to do it. The easier you make it to yourself through process, through systems, through technology, the more likely that you're actually going to do the follow-up and do that consistent relationship marketing. I love it. I love it. All right. So I want to summarize this and then I actually want to go into a couple examples if, if you're willing to like kind of bat around some ideas because I have some things yeah, that I've do done that I think are really cool. But just to summarize, the process of how a CRM can help you close more business, manage more relationships and just generally have a, a more connected life is uh, in the actual process, start with aggregation, getting all of your contacts into one place, making sure that they're all in a single system, whether that's an Excel spreadsheet or whether that's a CRM or whatever, that you need some sort of a system where you put it all in one place. From there, you need to organize and prioritize them. So put them into the different groups based upon what your objectives are and prioritize who you need to keep in touch with. Um, one of the things that I would, I would say is huge about that is making sure you know how frequently you want to be touching those people. And then that third step is to act on it. And that's to make sure that you're going through your priorities and connecting with, even if it's just to say hi, if it's to, you know, share something, but always having a focus on value. Did I miss anything in your three steps? Uh, no, I think that that's, you, you kind of really nailed it. Awesome. I think I'm pretty decent at this. Um, so I, I think what I'd love to do is talk with you a little bit about things that you've seen that people have done with contactually um, that have been very successful. And, and I want to focus on that specifically because, you know, when Twitter came out, the people who invented Twitter never thought that Twitter would become what Twitter is, but users just started kind of coming up with stuff and having their own systems and processes. You know, you've, you've been part of the team to have built contactually in the frame that, that uh, the system provides. I want to talk about some of the cool ways that you've seen people use it. And I'm going to start off by giving you one of my favorite uses of yeah, Contactually uh, because I, it when I tell people about this, it kind of blows their hair back a little bit. So I use Evernote to scan business cards. And because I have Contactually scanning my address book on my phone and Evernote adds those business cards immediately to my address book, what happens is I scan a business card, it automatically gets added to Contactually and I put any of those new people into a bucket. And for those who have never used Contactually, bucket, bucketing is the method by which you can organize contacts. It's, it's one of the methods by which you can organize contacts. And I have a bucket called Nice to Meet You. And inside of Nice to Meet You, I have a program, which is for those listening and don't know, programs are Contactually's automation sequences. So you can set up, you know, a couple different emails to go one right after the other. You can, you know, put them on a delay. You can put steps in between. And I basically have a nice to meet you sequence. So when I first meet someone, it sends them an email. It was like, hey, it was really nice to meet you at and kind of I have a section to fill in the blank. You know, I want to give you a little bit of info about who I am and what I do. And I'd love to know more about what you do. So that if I meet people that I can introduce you to, 
you know, I'll know exactly what to say, you know, shoot me back a quick reply, blah, blah, blah. And then from there, the next email is going to be one of two different templates I'll use, which is kind of like if they did respond or if they did open it, um, I send them something different than if they didn't, you know, if they didn't, then I kind of hit them with like a, a, Hey, I'm not sure if you saw my last email, but so the end of the program, I then move them into the bucket called sort. And that's where I determine what is going to become of that person. Are they going to be a lead? Are they going to be a best friend? You know, what are they going to be in my life? So that's my kind of nice to meet you automation sequence that um, that helps when I go to those networking events and I come back with like five or 10 business cards, I just scan one, two, three, four, five right into my Evernote, goes right into my phone, goes right into my contactually bucket. Nice to meet you. And I keep right on top of that relationship from the beginning. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that, I love that. That's really cool. And so, yeah, um, I've seen so many, um, so many different use cases like that. I love that. I love that. I love that experience. Um, man, let me think of some good ones. So obviously like, yeah, you're right with contactually, you know, people use relationships in so many different ways and relationships are so many different ways. Obviously we have a lot of people who use uh, contactually for, um, for job hunting. And I see them do a lot of really cool things. Um, we see a lot of people use contactually for online dating, like no what? joke, no I, joke. Like I thought about doing who that. are really organized and going on lots of dates. You want to prioritize your relationships. You want to stay in touch with people you like, right? It makes sense, right? That's um, a really cool idea. And I just got to give a quick shout out to there's there's a new mobile only CRM that is specifically a dating CRM. So one of my side businesses, I have an online dating consultancy and there's an, a dating CRM called Evolve. And it's actually uh -huh. really cool and it gives you metrics about different things that you like and dislike based upon the data that you put into it. It starts to kind of form a trend report about you. Like on your second date, you always kiss. On your third date, you tend to like to go for Chinese food, things like that. Oh, that's good. Okay, great. So we got to push people over to there, right? Because you know, that's not necessarily like the core use case of Contactually, but it just kind of proves that, Hey, there, there's something there, right? Yeah. You can always hack um, the system and make it work for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we see a lot of people who, you know, one of the things that, um, Contactly can do is it can record notes about people. Um, and so they have, um, and so they record, they'll like tag people based on their interests and then randomly make introductions to people that share the same interest. So if they see that two people are interested in horses or something like that, right? Um, they'll randomly make an introduction saying, Hey, both of you are interested in horses go, um, you know, things like that. Um, and then from there we see all sorts of really amazing examples of how people are using relationships. Um, so for example, there's one, uh, there's one executive, uh, who uses contactually, um, and he has, you know, every year he, at the beginning of the year, he assembles his list of a hundred or so, um, clients or target clients, people that he wants to work with that year, either for the first time or again. Uh, he plugs, plugs them into Contactually, exports the spreadsheet, makes mailing labels, and then buys off Amazon a hundred books and mails it to them. Um, you know, buys like the same book that he recommends and says, Hey, um, you know, happy 2017. Um, hope to work with you this year. Here's a book that I think will help you with an amazing year. 
And then, of course, you know, six months later, he reaches out, um, you know, saying, hey, what did you think of the book? They have an instant conversation starter. They have an instant instant um, social object that they share that they both read that book, right? There are all sorts of examples like that that I love sharing. That is brilliant and I really, really like that idea. Um, I've always been a fan of the whole kind of watch over your audience and send them something relevant to what they've been talking about or at least give some sort of um, – like you called it a social object that becomes a common – point of, of conversation. And I like this Absolutely. idea of sending out a book. I, as, as a, a lover of reading, I, I think sending someone a book is just one of the coolest things you can do, but you immediately have that conversation starter. And I, and I love that, uh, the kind of check in six months later and say, how'd you like the book? I think that's a really smart way of doing it. Absolutely. So that, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, we really love, right? Cause at the end of the day, you could hack all sorts of crazy systems, uh, with, uh, with people, but, you really just need to push and ask yourself, am I talking to the right people? Um, am I, uh, am I, you know, am I delivering the right value? Um, I've done crazy things like, you know, I'll meet someone. I, I met someone for coffee. Um, I really want to build a relationship with him. He mentioned his kid was uh, in a basketball tournament that weekend. It was really, really obsessed with basketball. So what did I write a normal thank you? No, I bought him a basketball off Amazon and attacked my thank you note to that. Right? You know things like that that you can small little hacks you can do that make such a big difference. Um, yeah. But the best hack is the lowest tech one, and the people who are most successful with contactually, um, and more importantly, more most successful with relationships. This sounds way too simple and way too stupid to do, but it is is they just simply block out a time in their calendar saying, hey, this is my 30 minutes a day, one hour a week, one hour a month, whatever. This is my relationship building time. And that's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of best hack that I always tell people to do. You know, Because they always say, oh, what, well, what can I do with Contactually? What are the cool hacks that I can implement? I say, honestly, you know, close Contactually, open up your calendar, you know, and block off that hour time, set it to be recurring every week, and then you're going to be in great shape. Yep. And and again, I think it's worth reiterating um, to anybody listening that th- this isn't this isn't about contactually. It's about relationships. That's just a piece of technology that we, you know, obviously I think is really cool and I use it and you're part of the company and help build it. But you can do this with a spreadsheet. You can do this with a notepad. If you just know who, if you aggregate in on a notepad or in a spreadsheet who you want to talk to, you prioritize them and then you reach out to them. You're going to be doing fantastic. And and to your point about the calendar, I know that um, for um, the, the book yourself solid system with Michael Port, uh, his whole thing has been uh, really successful using Contactually as well just because it it is a really good system to be able to do that same sort of thing, which is reach out to this many people today, this many people today, and this many people today and do these different types of activities and you block off that half hour and you can touch you know, uh, 200 people per month. It's a pretty amazing thing when you, when you implement that kind of a system. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, another uh, – I'm going to give like one or two more things that I really like doing um, and again, just with the system, you just create an email template in Gmail. But um, I like in terms of the proposal pipeline process that I basically meet people. Then I go a little bit deeper in the conversation. Then I might submit a proposal. Then I submit them the paperwork and then I onboard them and a lot of the pieces of those steps are standardized like the – you know. 
what's going to happen after the proposal and I send uh, the information for the paperwork, I need certain information from the, the prospect who's going to become a client. So yeah. I have all of that baked together as email templates. So I really am a strong advocate for thinking about what your process looks like and putting together the email templates for that. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing I think is super important, and there's a guy in my network who I did some business with him like three years ago when I was working with um, a, a particular client, and he's a, he has a printing company. And I have not used this guy in three years, but I, I swear to you, every two weeks to a month, I get an email from him, even if it's just like, hey, or it's a quote or whatever, or he's sharing an article with me. The dude is on point. I don't know what system he's using, but he is crushing it. And um, And I think having a uh, a list of different pieces of content or books that you like or whatever and having that in your back pocket as conversation fodder is another really smart maneuver if you're trying to maintain relationships and have something worth saying absolutely i love that so those are a couple other things that i think are important so um you know, Zvi, you've been phenomenal. You've been willing to come onto the show, talk a little bit broadly about CRM as an industry and as as an ideal of uh, managing relationships, talking about contextually specifically and more broadly. But I want to give you a little chance right now to talk a little bit about um, anything you want to talk about right now, things you want to promote, projects you're working on at contextually or outside of it. You know, I want to just give you the time right now to promote whatever it is you want to talk about. So go nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, obviously, I'm more than happy to kind of you know have anyone who's listening to the podcast not only check out Contactually if they think it's going to be valuable for them, but reach out to me, right? I mean, for me, Contactually, while we're 65 employees and while we have you know close to like 30,000 customers nowadays, um, this is still a passion project for me. I'm still incredibly passionate about building relationships and making sure that I'm staying in touch with the right people um, because I learned very early on that relationships were the most important asset for me. And so, of course, you can check out at contactually.com. That's contact and actually, so contactually um, together. You can also um, find me. Um, I'm Zvband. I'm really easy to find on the internet. There's thankfully only one Zvband around. Um, so you can, of course, reach out to me, and I'm always happy to help anyone. Um, but I would stress that if you were to take away one tactical piece of advice, it's not, oh, I have to sign up for Contactually. Oh, it's not, oh, I have to start blasting emails to my network. It's breaking off maybe one hour a week. You can spare an hour a week to make sure that you're just staying in touch with the right people. Sit down for that hour and think to yourself, how can I, in my business, for my goals, how can I build the right relationships? And you may come back to software like Contactually. You may be happy with an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you want to do. But we always say consistency is the key here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. You know that I'm a huge fan of the product, um, and you know one of the reasons why I'm glad we got the chance to talk on the uh, on the show. But I, I've always been interested to pick your brain about you know the thought process behind how you built such a good product, um, and I hope everybody out there got a lot of value out of 
you know, listening to the process, got some ideas of what you can do and took away that step-by-step process of aggregate, prioritize and act. Um, so for everybody out there listening, thank you so much for your time, your attention, for coming back to Shareable. Um, and we got a lot more great content in store for you this season and next season and even beyond. So um, thank you all for listening. We're going to put all this stuff in the show notes. There's going to be tons of stuff for you to check out, links to go to. We'll put our Contactually partner link in there. Um, if you ever want to talk to me about how we're using it, always open to talk to any of my guests or I'm sorry, any of my uh, listeners and guests uh, and definitely reach out to Zvi. He's a, a super sharp dude. Um, so Zvi, thanks again for coming on and thanks for everyone listening. I think this episode, um, if I had to characterize it in one word, would be shareable. There are a few thank yous and shout outs in order. First, I'd like to thank Ray Bueno for all of that sexy production value and a quick thank you to me for producing the show. I'd like to send a shout out to DJ Quads for the use of our theme song, Always, and A. Himitsu for the use of our outro song, Adventures. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at jgibbard, and you can follow me at Caroline Sohn. You can follow the show at shareable underscore pod and just at shareable podcast on everything else. That means Facebook, Instagram, everything. You can email us at sharablepodcast at gmail.com or subscribe to our email list at sharablepodcast.com slash subscribe. Do all the things. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. Review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. I don't know. She might like it. <laughs> <laughs>